So if you're anything like me, you do a lot of your online shopping, well, a lot of your shopping at all on Amazon. So if this is a case for you and you're looking to buy something anyway, if you go to our website at tensandaces.com, near the top of the page, you will see an Amazon banner ad. If you click there, prior to making a purchase on Amazon, it will open up your Amazon app just like normal. Or if you're in a browser, go to the Amazon webpage just like it would normally if you were to type in amazon.com. The only thing that's different is that because you click through our referral link, the Tens and Aces podcast will get a small little commission on whatever you buy. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just a good way to support the show and show your love for TNA and, you know, help cover some of the cost that it costs to make this thing. So remember, if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, go to tensandaces.com, click the Amazon banner, and then you're good to go. And you're helping out something you like, like this podcast. And it's a win-win, win-win, win-win-win. Oh, and why I got you here, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Now, enjoy the show. I love my job. Oh my God, I want to do it forever. Especially because this is the kind of job that I've gotten better at every year. And it's also the kind of job that you need to be fast on your feet. You need to be quick and you need to sort of, uh, I don't even know what the word is. One of these losers in Las Vegas who keeps thinking he's going to come up with a way to win at blackjack. Are you ready for some TNA? Welcome to TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast, a podcast with true-to-life stories and experiences from advantaged players in the game of blackjack. From pros crushing it and making a living counting cards, to newer players who are just making their way through all the ups and downs of what can be, at times, both an equally frustrating and beautiful game of AP Blackjack. Is this the kind of thing you want to hear? Well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Here's your host, Mike AP. And welcome to the show today. As the man just said, I'm your host of this transmission of our experiment in imaginary radio that we like to call TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. So if this is the kind of thing you want to hear, well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Today I have with me Colin Jones from Blackjack Apprenticeship, along with former TNA guests, Stan the Caddy and Nichols, and we're going to do a little different format for the show today. The show today is going to be a roundtable about mental and physical health and how they relate to the AP world. It's really easy when we get on this AP journey to just get carried away, to be focused on generating EV, which is a good thing. You definitely want to be focused on generating EV if you're going to do this, but it's also vitally important to take care of our physical and mental health. I'm personally a big fan of the Seattle Mariners baseball club. And recently they had a road trip where they won six games and lost two games. So the results were excellent, but they had a run differential of minus nine, as in the opponent scored nine more runs in those games, but somehow they managed to win six out of those eight games on that road trip. In the post-game show, the manager, Scott Service, when asked about the run differential, said that he realized that they were minus nine and were six wins against two losses on the road trip and attributed that to their fun differential being plus 90. I think it's very important for APs when we're out here generating EV to consider our fun differential also because despite bad variants, heat, or any of the other things that could affect us when we're trying to generate our EV. If we keep a good attitude, we're healthy, both mentally, physically, get our sleep, well-fed, get some exercise, 
we're going to be much better players. So without further ado, and I've had plenty of ado rambling here on and on and on. I hope my baseball analogy as it relates to AP Blackjack and the whole fun differential thing made sense. But anyway, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, good. Yeah, things are going great. So let's start by having each of you do a little Cliff Notes version of your history to get the listeners who may not be familiar with you guys up to speed on your backgrounds. Uh, yeah, my name's Colin, and I got into card counting almost 20 years ago. Played a bit, ran teams for a bit. Now I run Blackjack Apprenticeship. Awesome. How about you, Nichols? Yeah, um, I've been a full-time Advantage player for al- almost five years now going on it. I started playing sometime in 2016. I'm active on Colin's website, Blackjack Apprenticeship and help him with the moderation and everything pertinent to this discussion. My background before I was an advantage player, I did work in the mental health field. You can basically boil it down to a social worker by another name. Right. And how about you, Stan? Yeah. Well, I've been um, as a full-time AP now almost two years. Um, So I I probably would guess that I travel as much as anybody doing this Mm -hmm. right now. So, you know, for this podcast, I believe that, you know, just talking to you guys that for the day and mental struggle of being on the road, I can add quite a bit to it. And also just the physical side because of, you know, past health issues and my daily, what I do anyways in the gym and stuff. But and it's an honor to be here with two friends, uh, Colin and Nichols. Oh, I'm not a friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to start out, is there, what would be like your, for each of you, or I guess we can just have a discussion about it since this is a round table. What would be like your biggest takeaway from? having spent time in the road all of us and for Colin having spent time in the road and managing a team what would be your biggest takeaway that you would give to the listeners to help manage their physical and mental health while doing this thing well I, I think for me that uh, I, I try to keep uh, some type of normality about it um, even though I'm on the road I try to have some type of structure so you know I, I don't get out of my routine so I do I work out you know pretty much daily I don't eat in the casinos often at all even if I have a some type of food comp I, I think it's more important for me to eat correctly than to indulge in these you know ridiculous food comps that they give you because there's not much at the casinos that are healthy for you and mm-hmm. and and also I realize that every day I wake up healthy I'm able to do this again and if I'm not healthy either if it's mentally or physically I'm not going to be able to do this the next day so no matter what happens during that day if I wake up next day healthy, I know I can do it all over again. If it's a win or a loss, it's really irrelevant to, you know, to being healthy. Because if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to do any of this. And where are you parked right now, Stan? <laughs> I'm uh, outside of a Planet Fitness. After this <laughs> podcast, I'm going to head in and do a quick work. All right. You're back. You're man backing up your, your words there. Right on, man. Thank you. You bet. Um, You know... I, I mean, I, I agree with, with everything Stan said. And, but when I was playing full time, I was in my early twenties, early mid twenties, and I did not take breaks to exercise and I ate all the comped food. <laughs> but I do remember on trips, you know, you get to like day three and it's like, I just remember for breakfast getting fruit and yogurt because I don't know, you, you, it's just like, uh, it does have an impact on you. I think a big one is even just trying to stay hydrated, you know, especially in Vegas or some, something like that, like drinking plenty of water. And I didn't drink 
alcohol while playing. So that, that probably helped too. But I think the biggest thing, uh, both for me and for running teams was we really encouraged people to go on trips together, even if they weren't doing any sort of team play. If you just had someone to meet up for at the end of the day or share a hotel room with, it, it seemed to make the trips a lot less lonely and kind of easier to face easier. You know, you have someone else that's like getting ready to hit the casinos in the morning rather than being by yourself in a hotel room and being like, ah, I got to get, get back out there. Um, so mm -hmm. I mean, I've done trips by myself, but you know, I, for, for the people out there, that are solo players. Of course you don't have a teammate to go out with, but, uh, I know some people meet up in locations, uh, with a friend, an AP friend for a trip. And if you can't meet up with someone, just don't be totally isolated for, you know, a five day trip or, or whatever it is, because I think that stuff wears on you. In my experience, more than anything that would wear on myself or, or people that played on our teams. Would you recommend when you're on these trips, like say you're in Vegas or say you're in Arizona or something like that, like go to the Grand Canyon for a day or, you know, half a day or whatever. Would you recommend yeah. stuff like that to break up the stress of playing? Yeah. I was just talking a couple of days ago with, with a couple of guys that are on a team and they were kind of asking about that, like priorities. Cause one guy wanted to just keep grinding like crazy hours every day. And the other guy's like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm in, you know, this part of the country and I've never been to their teams, their stadium. So I'm going to go to a game. And the way that, that we tend to do it is to have a goal. Like, Hey, we want to get in this many hours or we want to like be up this amount. If we reach that goal, we're going to do something fun. I remember going to a water park with teammates, um, which is like <laughs> kind of scary that we put our bankroll in the little locked you know, the locker, in the, but, but, uh, so I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, I remember once we, we hit our financial goal, uh, on a trip and decided, um, you know, cause we were going to chop the bankroll. We decided to like stay up and play poker in the poker room, which, you know, maybe could have used some sleep, but you know, diff different times get, making it to Zion or, or Red Rock. If you're in Vegas, I think if you know, you got to balance it with, with your AP goals. I always traveling away meant away from my wife, maybe away from my wife and kids. So I didn't want to just like, you know, be vacationing, but right. if you hit that goal, you know, um, absolutely. Like you got to enjoy your time as well. I think that, uh, taking a half a day to go do something fun or something you have like Grand Canyon, or like you said, Red Rock or Zion, um, will improve your game too, because you'll be, your head will be clear and all totally. that kind of thing. So, uh, how about you, Nichols? So um, f first, I'd like to speak a little bit to both Stan's point and um, Colin's points. Um, to Stan's point about physical health it's and taking care of your body, it is really important because that is going to have a huge impact on your mental health, too. Sometimes uh, the... Sometimes the cause for, say, a depressive episode is that you're not getting enough sleep or you're eating like garbage or you're not physically active enough. And oftentimes um, what we found in the mental health field is that not all cases of depression, but a lot of cases of depression get better over time when people get outside and get some sunlight and activity and start eating better. And the same is true of anxiety. Like if you have a high rate of caffeine consumption, that can contribute to anxiety, for example. So I, I just wanted to sort of reiterate how important that is, not just for your physical health, but your mental health too. Absolutely. And then to Colin's point about um, trying not to isolate yourself, I think that's important too. And it's difficult for some of us. I mean, I know, especially for me, I'm an introverted person by nature. I, I sort of isolate myself when I'm at home too. But especially if you are prone to depression and if you're not, then buckle up because, you know, sometimes this, these games that we play can make you prone to depression. But it, 
it is important to have a support system. And even if you are in, if even if you spend your time like I do in rural areas where there's maybe not as many opportunities to network in person, like one, when you do get those opportunities, jump on them. And two, you know, we have, we have smartphones, we have Discord, we have all of these pieces of technology that help us connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And you should really take advantage of those. I have, you know, one or two, maybe even three people that I talk to on an almost daily basis, maybe not, maybe not daily, but close to it. And, you know, the big purpose it serves is we can vent to each other about all of the frustrations when we're in a casino, whether it's losing or whether it's just having a problem with a casino host that's not letting us get our way. So I wanted to speak to both of those. And then my biggest thing is particularly if if you're a full-time player or if you're a part-time player who's playing a lot, one of the great things about advantage play is the flexibility of schedule it provides you and you should remember why you're doing this and if you're a full-timer odds are it's because of the freedom that it gives you Mm -hmm. so you should take the opportunity to take some time off and relax a little bit or when you're on a trip just like um, you and colin were speaking to going out and doing something in the area you're visiting um you know be a tourist for a little while enjoy the trip and take the time off to enjoy spending time with people you love to do things that you love etc absolutely that kind of speaks to one of the questions that uh, a listener sent in they wanted to know how do we manage our work-life balance because like colin alluded to you know our goals are to generate this ev and how do you guys manage your work-life balance we'll start with colin because you have pretty busy work life and a pretty busy family life there um how do you manage how do you manage that yeah i mean i'm thinking back to, to when i was playing full-time i remember when we would the, like the first team i was a part of it was a three-man team when we hit our financial goal uh, my teammate Ben said, well, let's take a week off. And that would give everybody a chance to think through how much they want to invest in the next bankroll and kind of just like, you know, take a little bit of time off. That was really hard for me. I was ready to like get back out there right. and get, you know, get more hours in. Um, but it ended up being a good thing to, to kind of be like, it's okay to not generate EV every opportunity I have. Um, and I see that in particularly new players, you know, someone will come to a boot camp and it's like, you know what, if, if I would have been at a boot camp when I was playing full time, I would have stayed up probably most of the night playing blackjack too. Yeah. Uh, but I can relate, but I see these guys do it and it's like, oh man, you're, you're kind of sabotaging yourselves, but th- there's just this feeling there's that EV out there and I got to get it. So I think just saying, you know what, you got your whole life to generate EV and set some goals. So I guess my, my main answer is set some goals and, you know, stick to those and you could always tweak it for a long time. My wife and I would meet like every six months, we'd, you know, go to a coffee shop and say, you know, what it, what is our goal? What do we want our schedule to look like? Mm-hmm. And, and we'd like totally crash and burn. Cause like, oh, we're going to, you know, exercise, we're going to do this. And, you know, and we do it really poorly, but then we'd be like, okay, well, this is why we failed at it. You know, like, I'm just not going to get up at 6am. Sorry. Not, it's <laughs> never and so figure out what, what does work and, and uh, stick, you know, uh, tweak it as, as you need to. Um, I think the other is just really kind of like you said, like remind yourself why you're doing it. Um, it's one of the most disappointing things that I feel like I hear people say, oh, I, any sort of, you know, business owner or whatever. Oh, I do it for my kids. And then they're never around their kids. So just remind, you know, why are you doing it? And does your life really reflect that goal that you say you aspire to? And if it doesn't, then then adjust and, you know, uh, try try something 
different to really align yourself with those goals. Right. Do you think that, uh, I know you've mentioned before that uh, when you were a full-time player, it was a different season of life than you're in right now because you have a family, uh, basically a baseball team in your <laughs> life. And <laughs> so do you think just the fact that you switched to BGA off of full-time AP, you think that's another example of something someone yeah. could do to, you know, just, just change things up. There's all kinds of things you can do. I, this is my point. Do you look at yeah. that as something that you did? Yeah, thing. absolutely. And, you know, um, it was it was hard at first. It was hard. You know, all I knew was playing and running teams, but kind of reached a point where it's like, you know, this is just not sustainable. Um, and it, it was coming at a cost like, yeah, I was having a lot of sleepless nights, uh, even when I wasn't playing or when I was playing, I'm like bringing my wife and four kids on some road trip, you know, um, which was fun. But it was also I was getting so little sleep because, you know, kids are waking me up at 8 a.m. Even though I played blackjack till, you know, 5 a.m. And so, yeah, just say this isn't going to work. And, you know, worked really hard on blackjack apprenticeship for a couple of years where it was not really making anything because I knew I had to figure something else out. And I see people that, yeah, are in that similar boat of like, this is what they know. And it's hard to mm-hmm. change it. But I think having the courage to say, you know what, what is going to, you know, get me big picture where I want to go and advantage play could be a great fit for a season and a terrible fit for another season. And, you know, hopefully people can, like I said, have the courage to, uh, to adjust if it's not working. Yeah. It, and it, it, like you said, it may be a great fit for one season and then your next season, it's, it's not a great fit, like in your case. And then the next season, maybe it's a great fit. Maybe you mm-hmm. and Grace are going to travel across the, the country after the kids get out of the house and who knows, you know, right. She would love to come out of retirement. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you probably be able to get the money down as a little older individuals than sounds, young punks in their 20s. Yeah. What's that, Stan? Or, sounds like it's a one-sided, uh, one person wants to come out of retirement. <laughs> comment there. No, I got to I gotta get my kids trained up to be gorilla BPs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stan, what would uh, your... Um, yeah, I'm probably... Because I, I'm not married and I don't have any children, um, you know, my my biggest thing is I have to remind myself every once in a while to actually just to take a day off. Um, yeah. Because it literally wears you out sometimes. Like your your day seems so short by the time you're done at the casino and doing your daily thing that every once in a while that you just need to have that day off just for yourself. No matter what you do, it could be just sleeping all day, whatever you want to do. But um, and for me, one of the other things is I now travel with my dog since ZK and I have split up on our that we don't travel together anymore so i mean that helps me out quite a bit too so it gives me sort of like a daily responsibility that i have and i don't feel like i'm being alone mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis so yeah for me my daily you know I, I don't mind traveling but my biggest thing is i just have to take a day off here and there or just or i won't i, I just I just want to be the best I possibly can be and I'll just drive myself into the ground. And so I just have to remind myself on a, you know, to schedule days off where I just don't do anything. How do you motivate yourself to get to the gym every day? It's to me, it's like brushing my teeth. It's something I do every day. Um, I've been doing it for so long. I started, I just got out of high school and, you know, I was an extremely shy uh, teenager at that time. And, and just having the success in weightlifting through the years has opened me up to being more, you know, not so introverted. And um, so, you know, just getting into the gym is just something I do daily. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy seeing people. And it seems nowadays people don't talk as much as they used to. <laughs> that might be good or bad. I might get my workouts in faster. It doesn't seem like you have the communication level that you did in the past. Yeah, everybody has headphones in, regardless yeah. if there's actually noise coming through the headphones or not. Yeah, and they're on their phones. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah it seems like people are almost like, 
look like they're scared to talk to somebody. So it's Stan, Stan, uh, you should tell people your hotel room hack if you can't get to the gym. Oh, the the yeah, my my Oculus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I I picked up the virtual reality. It was actually my brother's idea, and so yeah, if I if one of the main things I have to do because of my you know past medical conditions with my heart is cardio every day. So I have a virtual reality where I do boxing and, um, it's really, really an intense workout. I mean, and, and if the first time you guys, if anybody does it, you're going to be so sore the next few days. It's, it's intense. It's really cool though. You just really? got to be careful though, because there's a, I know somebody else who, uh, has one and he ended up buying like a ridiculous amount of games in the first week. And I, I try not to indulge too much in all the other ones. I just try just to basically stay with the boxing and not get on it too much other than that. Maybe a little bit of ping pong here. I know someone who uses their Oculus for uh, to keep sharp with blackjack because I guess there's a blackjack game on there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, on that note, since we're already talking about the Oculus, um, something for your mental health on there too. Uh, there's an app that you can get for the Oculus called Trip, and it'll do these um, guided meditations and give you like nice scenery to be sitting in, and it'll guide you through um, a mindfulness or focus meditation. And that's something that since I got my Oculus, I've used a lot, whether it's to get going during the day or to help settle down before I go to bed. So that's another person on this round table recommending you uh if you if you if you have the means to get one the oculus or any other vr headset is a great tool for this stuff if you're in hotel rooms a lot if anybody from oculus is listening uh, i'll uh i welcome sponsorships <laughs> but anyway yeah, what are you saying Sam? You'll have to shoot me the name of that. It sounds interesting. The one thing that I realized, like I was playing a game with a friend, another BGA guy, and the motion sickness you can get from the VR yeah. sets is, is, is insane. I never thought that you could feel... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Those pretty, really, those really motion-heavy games do that to me. So I, I like the games that are more like something's straight, like coming straight at you, like Beat Saber, where there's not a whole lot of yeah. uh, moving around other than like your arms to, you know, swing the lightsabers. But the really intense motion games, I can't do. Yeah, I don't blame you. But I thought the boxing thing was brilliant. I mean, I I played that, and in five minutes, you know, I had work. I I felt like I'd had a a legit workout. So if you are on the road and you're limited, that's a pretty sweet hack. But you do have to be careful because one of our mutual AP friends accidentally punched the TV in the hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that. I I, I hit my fist right into the walls because some of these hotel rooms just that oh, big. Geez. Yeah, so it's a, it could be it could be quite uh, quite um, scary at times. But it's it's what Colin was saying. If you can make it as hard as you want, if you want to sit in there and just barely throw a punch, it's not going to be much of a workout. But I I try to I don't I could go to the top level, but the top level of this game is requires a lot of defense, so I can't get as many punches in per round. Right. So I just go to the I just go to the the one right below it, so I can just throw as many punches I. Can to get a better workout in? Is there just like an actual workout, you know, training uh, uh, part of the game? Not, not, not really. I mean, you can. There's like some speed bags and stuff like that, but the the real workout is when when you're beating up the guy. And and I actually, you know, it's to me, it's more than just a, a physical workout. Like if there's anything that that's bothering you, or if you have any type of thing that's upset you, that's made you angry, it takes out every everything out of my body, like aggression, anything mm-hmm. else. I'm done with that. I'm so fine because I just beat the crap out of somebody for, you know, 30 minutes. It's just like, all right, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm going to go buy one after this is over, actually. 
You got a lot of you got some anger problems there, do you? No. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds fine. Yeah, yeah it just. And now let's take a quick little commercial break. Hey, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and my biggest regret when I started out as a card counter was that I didn't have the tools I needed to succeed as a professional blackjack player. Because of that, I basically spent the first 500 hours of my career with a losing game and insanely high risk of ruin. Well, I've spent the last decade building out at blackjackapprenticeship.com the resources you need to not make the same mistakes I did, like the training tools to get a perfect game and the software you need to put together bet spreads and to scout casinos and network with other advantaged players. Learn more about what our membership has to offer by going to blackjackapprenticeship.com. What is Budweiser? It's bright, the look of perfection. It's crisp with ideal flavor. It's clean for a great finish. It's pure, made with the finest all-natural ingredients. It's the smooth, flavorable result of beechwood aging. Bright, crisp, clean, pure. This is Budweiser. This is beer. If you'd like to reach out to the show, Hit us up on our website at tensandaces.com. You can send us an SMS or leave us a voicemail at area code 518-289-0478. That's 518-289-0478. And if you still haven't gotten enough of your tens and aces, you can email us at tensandaces21 at gmail.com. That's tensandaces, the number 21, at gmail.com. And now, back to the show. So, Nichols, with your uh, mental health background prior to becoming an AP, could you lay out some strategies? I think a really big thing, like I had mentioned in that conversation about um, the Oculus and VR, is meditation. And, you know, you don't have to have a VR set to meditate. I, I kind of like it, but you don't need that. If you can you know, sit for a few minutes by yourself and just focus on your breathing. And there's other guided meditations if you need help with something specific that you can find like all over YouTube. Yeah. Um, and being mindful, being in the state of mind that that gets you in is really something else. Like It, it changes the way you go through your day-to-day life. If you are mindful of especially like casino employees, because I think we all know that the majority of them are, you know, they're well-meaning, but they can be frustrating to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and I'm guilty of having sort of an adversarial mindset sometimes, especially when it comes to, say, a host not getting me a room that I asked for, um, even though I'm, according to their players club, I'm entitled to a room as long as I give them 24 hours notice. But um, I'll digress on that for a second. Um, But when you when you can start looking at the people working in the casino as separate from the casino and just as human beings beings sort of get a feel for seeing things from their perspective and understanding why they're doing the things they're doing. It really helps cut down on the stress and the anger and the frustration mm-hmm. when you're dealing with them. And, and you know, it'll still be frustrating. I'm not saying that like meditation and mindfulness is a cure-all and it's going to make your life um, perfect. 
but it is incredibly helpful. And then speaking to work-life balance, I- I'd like to tell a story if that's all right. Um, sure, man. To start with this. So work-life balance is something that I've struggled with a lot in my life, even before Advantage Play. Um, I, I'm one that you could call a workaholic. And that's part of why I got out of the social work field. I was taking the home, the work home with me a lot, mm-hmm. and that's not good for you. You'll develop something called compassion fatigue if you do that. But anyways, so my wake-up call as far as work-life balance goes that I needed to make a change came about three years ago. I was working off a smaller bankroll at the time, and I had just gone through a little bit of a losing streak. And those losing streaks mean a lot more when you're on a small bankroll. They're a lot scarier. You know, you lose three or $4,000 on a 20K bankroll as opposed to a 200K bankroll. And it, it, and it, you know, it gets your nerves going. You get a little anxious. I was so focused on work that when I got a phone call telling me about this um, birthday party that was being thrown for my grandfather for his 80th birthday, and this is a grandfather I was really close to, I made the choice to stay out on the road and keep working instead of going over there. And it wasn't that far away from where I was. I mean, I could have just just gone over there and come right back. But I was so obsessed with working and making money in the casino that I neglected to go. And a month later, um, my grandfather passed away and that birthday party would have been the last opportunity I had to see him. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's stuck with me. And that's why I say, you know, the, the great thing about full-time advantage play is the flexibility it gives you and the freedom it gives you. And you should absolutely take advantage of that and think about what's really important in your life. On a lighter note, one of the things that I did just as an example this year for my work-life balance is, well, first, I like to take a month off every now and then. A lot of times I'll do it in December around the holidays so I can spend time with friends and family. Um, and sometimes I'll just do it because, man, I'm not feeling it, you know. Mm, um, and earlier this year, I took a month off. And while I was taking my month off, I was approached by an old friend of mine about helping him coach this American Legion baseball team. So I took the whole summer off to do that because, again, uh, my schedule is flexible because I work for myself and I don't have any customers or shareholders to report to or, or anything like that. I can do whatever I feel like doing. And I'm not in a survival mode spot. You know, my, my bankroll's in a good, in a good place. So I took almost the entire summer off to coach baseball and do something that I love. And I'll probably do it again next year, assuming they have me back. And, and, you know, I think having activities outside of this, even if you're not getting paid for them is a great thing to get your mind off of it because a lot of us, a lot of us that are successful at advantage play um, are that way because we do get kind of obsessive and we, and we do have a really strong work ethic, but, and this is true of other fields of work too, but especially here, it's very easy to just get wrapped up in it. You know, gambling at its core is addictive and these games are designed to addict people. So even if you're playing with a positive expectation, you can become a gambling addict and that's not good. So you want to have time away. Um, from the tables or the video poker machines or whatever you're doing. And, and so finding activities and social groups outside of the casinos, outside of advantage play is really, really important for maintaining a healthy work-life balance. That's a great point because I never thought of it that way, but we, some of us become addicted to EV generation, you know, mm-hmm. we just, that's how we phrase our addiction, you know, how we frame it. I mean, that's a great point, Nichols. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great, you know, there's a 
tough example of of you know learning from from a mistake but but then the second story is a great example of saying yeah why why am i doing this and i i just encourage anyone you know that's pursuing advanced play to really ask why why are you doing this maybe write it down and like review it because if you're doing it for the flexibility well then take advantage of the flexibility i think that's an awesome story of coaching the baseball team indeed yeah i think that was a good that was a good story and i know mm-hmm. i knew nichols was doing this and it makes you realize that you have to do things outside of just being an advantage player i, I already have plans to purchase something that i've done in the past to just to get away from advantage play because at some point you have to realize that you have to have a life outside of just being an ap otherwise you really you really don't even have a life anymore because you're basically at a casino every day and in as as appealing as that may sound, especially to somebody new, it it does grow on you. Like you you walk in a casino after a while, and you're just like you know you you're you're just not happy at some. Point. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good indicator of when it's time to take a break, time yep. to take time off. Is when you go into a casino and you go, oh god, here we go again. What am I doing <laughs> with my life? That's a good time to step back and you know go home for a little while indeed or if you're just you you're not feeling mentally sharp we need to be honest with ourselves i had to take a month off in february because i had some brain fog issues going on with my blood sugar issues that i have and so i had to get that squared away because i was like doing making mistakes at the table and my brain just wasn't there and i was like man i gotta take some time off so we need to be honest with ourselves. is my point and it's some for some of us including myself it's kind of hard to do sometimes yeah yeah, I agree. So a listener named JC sent this question in. I'm going to, it's a big, long block. I'm going to try to break it down. So basically what he's asking is a friend of his, who's another, who's also an AP and himself have discussions on his friend is 100% EV, EV, EV. And Jay is AV, AV, AV. How that relates to mental health is he tries to explain to his friend that it helps him mentally because like, for example, he said, he can't call Verizon and tell them he's going to pay them an EV. So my question, I guess, well, his question is basically as an AP, how would you guys handle the desire to generate EV versus the need to have AV for mental health and to, you know, pay your bills and I guess physical health to have a roof over your head and to eat and all those kind of things. So I don't know if I worded that correctly, but I wasn't going to read this whole five paragraph email he sent me. So um, what do you guys think about that? Anybody? I think that's a tough one to answer. I mean, because if you're strictly looking at things from an AV point of po- or point of view, you could be extremely let down at times. Um, you know, we, we don't always have the most prosperous AV when we walk out of a casino, but if we're generating positive EV, you know, that's what we're, we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, positive EV and the more we can put in, the more EV we get, the, you know, that will in the future generate, you know, our actual value will be better. But if we're looking at a daily um, AV type of results, I think that could be extremely disappointing. For- yeah. And that's the whole point of ROR <clears throat> and having a proper bankroll and all that kind of thing. Right. Correct. Yeah. And it's a, it's a difficult thing because while we all want to be in the correct mindset, which is generating positive, the AV is important because the actual value, I mean, that's what we're playing for. We're trying to make money, right? And for some of us, you know, that's how we pay our bills. So, so they're both important things. Um, and, and like you said, like that's why 
keeping your risk of ruin low is important and being able to get to end zero several times over mm-hmm. and getting hours is important. Um, one thing I'll say, and I, and I don't, um, and, and I think you have to be really careful with this because it can very easily become a superstitious thing if you're not careful. But if it helps you, like say you're, say you're in a hundred hour losing streak, if it helps you mentally to book a win, I think once in a while, it's okay to cut a trip a little bit short. And you don't want to take that to the level of I'm going home a week early because I'm ahead. But, you know, say you're on, say you've got one day left in your trip and you're kind of close to your hours goal. Maybe you're a few hours short and you're like, I, I can finally book a win. I think there's some value in doing that just for the peace of mind it gives. Absolutely. And again, you have to be careful though, because it can very quickly, if you make a habit of it, become a superstitious thing where you're like, oh, well, I want to quit when I'm ahead, yada, yada, yada. And we know that doesn't work. Right. Uh, I'd say these guys uh, gave great answers. I don't have a lot to add, but I think, you know, we make our decisions based on EV because if we don't make our decisions based on EV, then, you know, you panic if you're down and say, what's going on? And you're winning and and you get over, you know, uh, you let the highs get you too high and the lows get you too low. So we have to base all of our decisions around EV. But at the same time, like like Nichols said, we're, we're doing this for the money. So I think one way, you know, you determine how many hours you want to play, your bet spread, all that stuff based on EV. And if, if after a thousand hours, you're not winning, well, then yeah, EV is not going to pay the bills. But, uh, but you can also celebrate the AV. You know, I think one of the best things the mm. teams, all the teams I've been a part of have done is that we would like do a bankroll dinner, even our first little team. When we reached our, our goal, um, we'd go out and celebrate. And it was a way to, you know, not just, it's not just about EV. It's actually about that AV. And even I remember on the church team, we had this, like the worst bankroll we ever had. And we decided to make some changes to the team while we were not yet in the positive. I think we would have been without players wages and all that stuff, but the, the, you know, all of us investors, we had to take a hit and we still went out. We went to Dick's drive-in, which is like this dumpy burger place in Seattle. And we ate like outside on the curb, the whole team, you know, to be like, Hey, we're going to like feel the the pain of this, but we're still going to celebrate. We put in the hours of that, of that bankroll, even though we didn't reach our goal. And then of course, you know, all the other, we'd go somewhere, somewhere fancier, but you know, I encourage people to celebrate the AV, but make all your decisions based off of the EV or else you're going to, you know, the emotions are just going to be crazy. So what I take away from that, Colin, is after some yeah. crappy AV, go and eat a bag of dicks. Is that what you're, that's <laughs> that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's what we did. The whole team. They said, go back the other way. We'll stop and eat a dick. I remember when we GK and I closed our first bankroll and we, we did what Colin did uh, based off of his uh, high rollers video. We went and had a steak dinner at a non-casino steakhouse. And it was great. I mean, that first closing yeah. that face first bankroll and just celebrating it was, I mean, it was, it was neat. We, you know, we, we told the waitress, we just had a, you know, just made a six figure investment gain and we didn't tell her what it was. Um, yeah, it was great. And I think there's something on the forum recently and he's a friend of mine. His name's Jimmy Kick and he'll be at your next boot camp, Colin, um, where he was up like $77,000 in a session and, and it was only a 400 some dollar EV game. And he, he, 
asked me if I had time to talk. So he called me. He goes, what should I have done? I said, well, I don't think you did anything wrong, but I keep playing. And I, I, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, but the, the part that where he should have stopped when his, he started losing and his emotions got the better of him. And he started he started making mistakes as far as what he was betting. And he and it was pretty much, uh, you know, to the point of gambling. That's when you have to stop. But he didn't do anything wrong by continuing playing. What he did wrong was when he lost his emotions and, uh, you know, yeah. started making mistakes. But, he, he, you know, he, he was, and I think Joel commented on this. He goes, it's just one long session. He goes, you really only generated so much EV. You didn't make 77,000. You only generated mm-hmm. this much EV. I mean, there's a lot of good response to his post. But if you look at, I mean, if, if he would have just stopped at after a few hours and was up $77,000, you're just, you know, you're just going to pick up the next time you play the next session at that point and you're, you know, you're going to, it doesn't matter if you stop or not at that point. Okay. Um, but um, you're just ending one session and picking up the next. I mean, yep. so yeah, I mean, you can't look at things just from a strictly AV point of point of view because that just doesn't work. I mean, I was, when I started, I pretty much the first 143 hours, I was, you know, I was like a, I had a golden horseshoe shoved up, but you know what? And then, <laughs> right. and then, uh, and then, it, then, then all hell broke loose. You know, then I had my first five figure loss and then I went and had almost another five figure loss two session later. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, EVs, I mean, really what we shoot for because I mean, if you're like, for example, Jimmy was so far above his, uh, EV that there, it was going to come crashing down and he, you know, he's, he bets significantly large even off the, you know, right from the, you know, his, his minimum bet. So, you know, it, it, it was bound to come down at some point. Mm-hmm. Besides the joke I made, the thing I take away from this is that when you're in the middle of, uh, uh, say, you're on a 150-hour losing streak in the middle, that the memory of the getting to the promised land of having that dinner or that trip or to celebrate your breaking your bank, I think that is a helpful thing for people to, to aim for. Do you guys agree? The, the memory. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I, you have to celebrate at some point. Uh, I mean, you can't just all, you know, I think when we start, uh, we try to save every penny that we possibly can. At some point, it's okay to indulge a little bit on things. And if I can add one note to this, I, again, you know, you want to focus on the expected value that you generate because there's a difference between winning money and earning money. However, with that being said, and this is, and this is more for the people that are doing things that are maybe beyond blackjack. And if you know, what I'm talking about here. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then I'm sorry. But, you know, when you're walking through a place and you're thinking, you know, and of course you're thinking that you want to generate EV, generate EV, et cetera, et cetera. And you see a game where it is like technically positive expectation, maybe even by um, a significant margin, still take the time to think to yourself, is this worth my time? Is this what I want to be doing? Do I really want to be sitting in that spot in this casino for probably 10 or 13 hours? You know, think about it, not just from an EV perspective, but also a, I mean, it goes back to work-life balance, but like from a mental health standpoint, like, is this game worth me tormenting myself for 10 or more hours? That's yeah. That, that 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 word that word torment is uh very perfectly fitting for many times. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times have you guys been in the middle of a hell session and have you thought to yourself, I know I have many times, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> All the yeah. time. 
Yeah, I I remember it was well, actually it was my first big loss, and I had to use the restroom. And, this, and you know, you're you're betting significant chips, and to the to the bystander, they can't tell that you're losing. And I get to the bathroom, and this guy asked me for money. He followed me to the bathroom master because he thought I was you know winning. And you you know here you're losing you know five right. figures, and 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 I'm just like, I mean, you can't say anything other than like, yeah, you know, I can't give you anything, but it's just you know it it it, it, it adds the torment even more you, you're already getting beat up and then you get somebody that doesn't have money asking you for money it's like oh. yeah or you cash out at the cage and you have like 5600 bucks or something and you're in nine and the ca- the cashier says hey good job yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right or nice day at the office and it's like yeah. you don't know the half of it leave me alone yeah or, or ploppies, ploppies will uh, see that you have a bunch of money in front of you, and they'll think that they don't know that you're down thousands, but that they'll they'll pester you for being a cheap ass for not tipping. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things again where I think being mindful is helpful in those situations because if you think about it from the average gambler's perspective, they came with like two hundred dollars in their pocket, maybe. You know, I've seen people at my at a blackjack table with, you know, four crumpled up five dollar bills, you know, to them. I mean, they have they have no point of reference for playing at those stakes. They think and and in some of these, especially the smaller casinos, they have never seen somebody bet that much. And so to them, you are the luckiest person there. Um, They've they don't know how much you're in for. To them, this is all some like big, mysterious, magical thing. And it helps to remember a lot of these people that are in there don't have the means to play those stakes and they have no frame of reference. So uh, so everything they believe about what's going on in front of them is wrong and you just have to you know kind of accept that and understand that even though it is frustrating i, I mean i yeah I, I remember talking to nichols about a specific casino he was playing in, and you were getting quite frustrated with the dealers because you didn't tip and uh you, you could tell it was adding aggravation and i think finally you stopped playing there mainly because not so much of the of the game because of the dealers were just there was just the aggravation after a time oh yeah i mean it was just a hostile environment and i yep. didn't want to play in a hostile environment yep. you know mm-hmm. and there are situations at similar casinos where i might tip if i think i'm going to get something out of it and if there's like an arrangement like okay if i tow say ten dollars an hour i can get a half deck cut instead of a full deck cut you know something like that but in that situation they weren't going to help me out they hated me um so there was no chance of me doing that and it I mean, it was so hostile. I mean, they were basically rooting for me to lose and not just them, but the customers too. I mean, you know, I put out a big max bet, you know, three spots of table max. The dealer gets a black, a backdoor blackjack. And not only does she have a grin on her face, but the, the other guy at the table starts laughing at me, you know, <laughs> and it's like, mm. and I just didn't want to be there anymore. So yeah, I, yeah. I will not play blackjack in that casino anymore. I, you know, I'll skin them in other ways, but I'm not playing blackjack there. <laughs> right. That's, that's completely understandable. I've actually, even though we're, we're supposed to ignore poppies and not let them get under our skin, uh, we're a human. And sometimes there's just somebody that is just getting under your skin. And I've left a, a great game just because I didn't want to deal with it. And call me whatever you want to call me for doing that. But I just needed to take a break. I mean, I went back to the casino again, of course. But for that session, I just ended it because the guy was just driving me nuts. 
and I had to go. Yeah, I'm what? I'm with you on that. It's um it's important to remember that we're human beings. Like as much as we talk about playing like a robot and being emotionless about the game, I mean, we're humans. We're going to be emotional. We're going to have emotional reactions to things, and it's important to accept that and realize and recognize when it's too much for you. Yeah, and because if you're if you are emotional, you're probably not going to be playing your best game. Yeah, you know. That's why I think Colin mentions that quite a bit. You know, I remember getting so excited to hearing that YouTube music start up with his videos. But if you're, if something <laughs> is gonna, if something's gonna affect you emotionally, it's probably not, you're probably not gonna be perfect. And so, I mean, I mean, I'm sure he can comment on it. But I, I know, like, if there's somebody at the table that was making me be distracted from playing the game, I think the the best decision, EV at that point, would be to get off that table. Sometimes the best. I, I, I say this to some friends that are just friends of mine, not so much APs. I said sometimes the best decision I can make, EV wise, is not to play. Yeah, I, I think we've you know hit on this a bit, but there's always more EV than next day you know um i think what we're saying is to prioritize you know our overall health over just that mi- next minute of ev but i kind of want to point out what we're doing right now is what we were saying earlier in the podcast one of the most helpful things is just not be al- alone in all of it i i referenced in a recent podcast interview i did with grease monkey this book tribe that uh, it was actually spartan if anybody has been to a boot camp or no Spartan from the Blackjack Apprenticeship Forum. He told me about this book called Tribe. And it basically was saying like, we're not designed to be alone. And so right now we're like spent the last 10 minutes kind of sharing these stories, which is like super healthy to not, you know, mm-hmm. just try to get through all of it alone. I think one of the best things, Ben, who, who ran the church team with me that he came up with, it was like a early version of WhatsApp. It wasn't WhatsApp, but we basically had our own private team, you know, messaging going on so that you could just, you know, I remember it just was so much easier to walk into a casino knowing I'm I'm messaging like, hey, heading into Mandalay Bay, let's see how this goes. And then after the session, you know, win or lose to to share about it, to not just be totally alone on that. And I know other, uh, not even just teams, but, you know, AP friends have these kind of group chat things. So that is maybe a practical thing people can do if you got a handful of AP friends to, you know, just have have like a fun, playful um, way to, to keep, you know, share these stories or, or not be alone on the road or alone in the casinos. And then also what uh, has been said, like you got to have a life outside of casinos too. But I think I, both not being alone either in or outside casinos is, is just essential for, for your longevity. You said the book yeah. was Tribes. Tribes. Tribe, Tribe by Sebastian Janger. Uh, he's, yeah, he, he like used to do journalism in wars. So he experienced all this trauma of yeah. wars and they started researching people that would come back from wars and, and just different cultures. And, and they actually found that people were happier during war when they were like in it with others mm. than like after war when they were alone. Um, mm. we're just designed or however you want to put it, designed or evolved to like not be isolated. It's a good point. A lot of, uh, people who were in the Iraq, Afghanistan war come back and they don't know what to do with themselves because that's what they've been doing for four, six years or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, suicides and depression yeah. and marriage break, marriage get broken up, families get broken up. And so that's a very good uh, parallel to what we do there. There's is way more important work than what we do, but yeah. Yes. I, I remember, um, Colin, to your point about being alone, I mean, traveling with a partner when ZK and I were first starting out, you know, that was, 
you know, so valuable. And I remember um, we found a whole card game and we were so excited to play it. And we didn't really fare that great on it, but we sat there for hours at the same table and just actually being able to play at the same table was so much mm-hmm. fun. I mean, I was, thank God for Mass because he's he's so stupid that I was laughing underneath that Mass probably 90% <laughs> of the time. Um, but it, it just, uh, even like we talked about big player on the podcast, I think, you know, the big players would be actually somewhat fun just to break things up sometimes it might not be the greatest ev but just to have like have that interaction with each other in the casino makes makes things so much more fun because you you have that connection with each other and you're playing together and it just it just it just changes everything definitely can all of you uh, give a, a final thought just a final overall thought so final thoughts again you know i'd like to just reiterate meditation exercise get some sunlight and i'm serious about that getting sunlight is so important that's um one of the biggest contributing factors to depression is not getting enough sunlight there's a disorder in the dsm called seasonal affective disorder and that is when people have a depressive episode at certain times of the year and it's most common in the winter when there's less sunlight and it's very common in places um, that are further away from the equator where you know the winter might be 24 hours of darkness like in alaska um Mm. really try to get some sunlight and one final thought um if you are because i know this has impacted probably most of us in some way if you are if you feel suicidal thoughts if you ever think that because of a loss or an experience at a casino that you want to end your life please get help um please call the suicide hotline and if you ever feel like you are um addicted to the game don't be afraid to um reach out to gamblers anonymous and honestly seek out therapists in your area even if you feel like you don't need it right now because there might come a time when you feel like you need it and it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and to have somebody that can work with those problems with you you know a trained professional because it's it's not easy and it's a really serious thing that and I don't take suicide or suicidal ideation lightly mm, absolutely well said. Uh, how about you? How about you, Stan? Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think Nichols is a great person to have on for this topic. He's obviously got a lot of uh, knowledge on this, and you know, I can't add too much more than him. But I mean, I, I again, what I said, I think you have to have some type of daily normal routine and uh, understand that you know, especially if you know somebody that's sick or whatever, that you know, they might not be here next week or next month. That tomorrow we get to wake up and do this again. And, this isn't life or death for us. This is just something that we're doing um, at this point of our lives. And, you know, we, we have to, you know, put everything in perspective and to keep ourselves mentally and physically as, as uh, healthy as possible. And that's the number one thing that we have to, that we can control in our daily lives. I can't stress, like I was, a, I, I commented on this on the, the BGA podcast. I was, a, I was on a path to destroy myself and I almost killed myself by the way I was training for the weightlifting. And that mm-hmm. was all done. You know, that was my personal choice and personal decisions. And that's the stuff that we can control. And th- those are the things we can still control if it's, you know, just being an AP on the road as well. Absolutely. And you, Colin? Yeah. You know, um, the, the reality is like 
most, if not all of us are going to go through good times. And, and sometimes we're really feeling pretty bad. And there's kind of a catch 22 when you're feeling down, you don't feel like eating well or exercising, but it really is what's best for you. And when, when I'm feeling down, I don't feel like reaching out to people. I feel like isolating, mm-hmm. but I have to just like tell myself, no, even though I feel like it's best to just, you know, isolate and, you know, eat crappy and not sleep well and, you know, not get any sunlight or whatever it is. I just have to remind myself. So, you know, I guess I just say, if you're doing this, you're going to go through some difficult times and just know that like you're, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. Even, even like Nichols said, if you're having, you know, dark thoughts, even suicidal thoughts, you're probably not the only person that's had those thoughts or those feelings. Um, and so you could feel like, oh man, I couldn't share this with anyone. You, you really can and, and uh, have some people in your life that can handle it. I know I need people in my life that can handle handle me or whatever I'm going through. And I think the last thing I'd say is just advantage play can be hard, but try to enjoy the journey, not just like how much money you can make, because mm-hmm. the longer you stick with something where, where you are miserable during the journey, the worst it's going to be for you. Um, and there's a lot of ways to make money. Um, there's a lot of ways to, to get by and, and I'd rather have a little money and a happy life, you know, a meaningful life than a lot of money and, and be miserable along the way. So take the time. Yeah, of course, there's going to be crappy, you know, streaks. If you're a card counter, there's going to be crappy streaks. But if you're just miserable in the journey, you know, you don't have to do it. So th- those are my final. What would you what ways would you recommend uh, to uh, enjoy the journey? better to savor the moments better yeah i think there's been a lot of a lot of good thoughts so far but you know having having a routine or and enjoying you know yeah if you're traveling use that as opportunity to see things like i can vividly remember the places i've seen around the country or even outside the u.s because of advantage play but then even you know some of my best memories i don't even remember if it was winning or losing trips but even the the banter with with my friends or you know, the camaraderie, you know, I, I know Joseph 48 says he wishes he would have written down his stories more along the way mm-hmm. because there's just so many unique things. But if you find that you're just kind of miserable doing what you're doing, then you, yeah, you, you're not, it's not worth it if, if you're not able to enjoy the journey in some process. Of course, it's never fun losing, but uh, I can remember losing streaks that were, they're still good times or, uh, you know, good stories or even a losing streak. The, the beauty of a, something like a losing streak is that it's a low that makes the highs feel so much better, yeah. you know, yeah. to put it in contrast. So that's kind of what I try to focus on when I'm in the down in the couple hundred hours of just getting hammered straight that eventually I'm going to come out of this, just believe in the math, just go keep working, keep generating EV and that I'm going to have a story to tell. <laughs> like, can you believe I was, I lost for 200 and X hours straight and blah, 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 blah. You know, totally, totally. Yeah. If, if people don't, if, if you won all the time, you wouldn't realize how fun it is to win if you haven't lost <laughs> a little bit in there. Exactly. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate all of you guys and respect all three of you greatly. And uh, thanks for your time. And hopefully we help some people out maybe a little bit. Um, thanks for having us. Yep. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for doing this. Do you mind if I add one more thing really quick? Yeah, the floor is yours, brother. All right. So first off, um, I mentioned the Suicide Prevention Lifeline earlier. For anybody that's listening, you can find it online, but if you would rather not search, the number is 1-800-273-TALK. One other thing 
that I wanted to mention is um, something called QPR training. QPR stands for question, persuade, refer. Um, it's sort of mental health first aid. It's like the gatekeeper training for suicide prevention. And there are a lot of free training opportunities um, in most areas. And if you go to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, that's sprc.org, you can look for training there. And that way, if you identify one of, whether it's um, an AP friend of yours or somebody else who seems like they're at risk for suicide, um, you can help prevent that. Well, well said. Thanks, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll I kind of add to that a little bit, just err on the side of sometimes we, we don't want to interrupt. We don't want to be nosing people's lives, but you know what? If they're your friend, interrupt, ask them, Hey, you are right, man. Maybe they just need to talk to somebody. Mm. Um, maybe they need the information that Nichols just gave, you know, her, I, I say worry less about hurting feelings and more about helping people. And, you know, if you guys know what I mean. Right. Yeah, amen. Thanks again, guys. All right, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope everyone learned something, was entertained, and informed. Special thanks again to Colin Jones from Blackjack Apprenticeship for coming on, along with Stan the Caddy and Nichols. Appreciate you guys. Anyway, I'll see you down the felt. Tenzinaces.com. Are you serious about becoming a Blackjack Advantage player? If that's your plan, then listen to the real pros first. They will tell you to test out and own your skills before risking your starting bankroll. Check out the Advantage Player Refinement Program, offered exclusively by Archimedes21.com. The A21 APRP will tell you if you're ready. Until then, look into becoming an investor in Archimedes21 and start earning right away. 